Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace for this Wednesday morning edition. We're smack bang in the middle of Miracle Mile Week and it's only a few days until we see the running of that $1 million feature sponsored by Garrards on Saturday night. So can't wait to get to Tabcorp Park Menangle. Nine races on the card as well as the Miracle Mile. We'll also have the New South Wales Derby as well as uh, the, I guess, free-for-all, the consolation to the Miracle Mile. And there'll also be uh, plenty of other great races, including the Group 1 Trotters Mile as well. Yesterday at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, Kerri-Ann and Robbie Morris were able to salute uh, with a double with their trotters. Don't touch, this took out the opener. And Funky Monkey certainly created a really strong impression. A four-year-old mare, first start here in Australia, but she rated 154 on four home in 26 and 5, and she blitzed her rival. So she's certainly a horse to follow uh, over the next, few weeks and months she seems to have a stack of speed and she was ultra impressive there so she'll go into that foundation series final now you would expect as a pretty short price favorite uh, she went around at double figure odds yesterday but don't expect to see that anytime soon after yesterday's performance Belinda McCarthy also trained a double with La Bella Vita and Dream to Share both saluting as well yesterday at Menangle and then we had Albury last night where David and Blake Mickaliff were able to combine for a double, David doing the training and Blake doing the driving. And speaking of the Mickaliff name, they'll take a good draft of horses to the Sydney APG sale uh, on Sunday afternoon. Rachel included. Christy Park is the banner that they operate under. And our guest for On the Pace this morning is David Boydell from Australian Pacing Gold. They've got their final yearling sale for the year on Sunday. And we speak a lot on this show about the race side of the industry but with this weekend coming up it's where many of the sport's best horses come through the APG sale in fact just off the top of my head now thinking of runners at the Miracle Mile card on Saturday night Tasty Delight goes around as a favorite in the derby he came through the APG sale and of course Expensive Ego went through the Brisbane APG sale so there's an opportunity on Sunday to head along to the sales and maybe find the next big thing and David joins us this morning for On The Pace. Appreciate your time today David. I know it's a very busy time for the team but it's exciting with Sydney on this weekend. Thanks for your time. No thanks for having me Brittany. Great to be here. As I mentioned it is a very busy time and it's been a busy few months for Australian Pacing Gold but talk us through the results that the team have achieved so far this year. And I guess that how that stands, uh, things going ahead to Sunday. You've already had Brisbane, Melbourne and Perth last week. And by all reports, it sounds as though things have gone quite well. They, they have. It's been a really fantastic year for us. It's been very challenging trying to organise the sales across the different states with COVID. But um, we're, we're really grateful for the support of the industry and the buyers who have been at the sales in numbers and uh, it means that we've been able to actually achieve our best results ever over the first three sales. In particular, the clearance rates have been through the roof. Um, we were 95% in Melbourne. We were 89% in Perth last weekend. And I think that there's a there's an appetite for good horses, which is what we provide at the sales. And uh, I think people are, are keen to support the industry. So we've been really grateful for the success so far. And we would hope that it continues in Sydney this Sunday. Can you pinpoint 
maybe one or a couple of reasons as to why you think the results have been so strong this year and so many facets of the world over the last 12 months there's been concern that things would drop away but obviously for racing we've continued and is it the different state-based schemes is it the good prize money on offer is it the fact that you know the industry has some confidence around it because we have continued through code can you pinpoint one thing in particular Certainly, we, we surveyed our participants going back a couple of years and we, we used to have a national race series where horses would compete in heats in their state and then they'd have to travel interstate for a final which would rotate around the eastern coast, um, you know, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. When we surveyed the participants, um, the vast majority, I think it was around about 75%, um, showed a desire to be able to, to purchase a horse and race in their home state without all the... Uh, complications and risks that's associated with travelling young horses. So um, as a result of that survey, we did switch to a state-based series. Uh, and the benefits for the owners are that you're competing against a really small pool of horses, but it's still outstanding prize money. So in Sydney this weekend, for example, there's only 48 fillies available for sale um, and 73 colts, but they'll, they'll each be competing for... Uh, $150,000 Group 1 two-year-old race and then they'll be back again for a $100,000 three-year-old race and they can race um, at Menanga without needing to leave their home state. So I think that the buyers and trainers are really attracted to that format and, um, you know, that, that's why we've seen such strong demand at our sales. Yeah, and hopefully it continues this weekend as well for the vendors involved. In terms of, just before we discuss the sale itself on Sunday a little more, you spoke about the challenges with COVID and the fact that the sales around the states have been able to proceed in such an uncertain time and get the results they have has been excellent. When it comes to the race series from last year, can you give our listeners a little update on how that will proceed this year? Because obviously last year we didn't see the features run for the Australian Pacing Gold eligible horses. So how will that play out this year if you have an update for us? Uh, well, so the, everything got put, put back by 12 months effectively. So the two-year-olds will now run as three-year-olds this year, but they'll keep the same prize money that they would have had as the two-year-olds. And then they'll race again next year as four-year-olds when they would normally have, you know, had a three-year-old series. So all the races were put back 12 months. So we have a, um, for those horses, it is a national series still. So they'll race in heats in their home state and then they'll travel down to Melbourne for the finals. Uh, the the four-year-old series is going to progress through to finals in Melbourne um, on the 1st of May and the three-year-olds will be racing down in Melbourne on the 29th of May. So those heats, the heats to qualify for those finals are happening in each state and they're coming up pretty soon. So obviously with the four-year-olds final on the 1st of May, that means that the, the heats in each state are, are in April. So, um, you know, we're probably about four or five weeks away from seeing those horses run round. And then for the, for the three-year-olds, their heats will be you know, a month later in around about the middle of May. So it's exciting times for those horses and they'll be um, competing for, you know, it'll, it'll see us uh, with real big money race days in Melbourne. So the, the four-year-olds will compete for $210,000 finals and the three-year-olds will each have a $350,000 final. So there'll be plenty of prize money paid out in the coming weeks. 
Yeah, excellent. It is exciting times. And another, I guess, challenge with COVID has been getting uh, interstate buyers to the various states. Now, at this stage, it hasn't been too tricky. And it would seem as though this week in Sydney is probably uh, the one sale that maybe there will be the most, I guess, ease of access for everybody to get around. But What's in place for those who maybe don't want to travel to the English Sales Complex uh, this Sunday to purchase a horse? Is there, uh, you know, a process that they can follow to maybe buy online or buy on the phone or, or what are, what's in place around that? Yeah, we're really fortunate because um, ourselves, Magic Millions and Inglis, we all uh, utilise the same technology essentially. So we've got a really sophisticated online bidding system in place. People can go onto the APG website, register as an online bidder with a approved credit limit, and it lets them watch the sale on about a two, three second delay from home and actually bid live from their home PCs. So uh, we've had that system in place for probably the last seven or eight years. Uh, but this year in particular, we've seen a lot more horses uh, selling online than we have previously. It could be as high as um, 10% or thereabouts, I would say. Yeah, it's a way of the world, people moving to online, and it seems that it's certainly the same when it comes to horse sales. For those who maybe haven't been to Riverside Stables, where the sales will be held on Sunday there at uh, Warwick Farm, it's a fantastic complex. And maybe if you haven't been to a yearling sale before, it's definitely the opportunity to head along this weekend because maybe even if you weren't intending on buying a horse, once you get to Riverside, it just seems as though uh, you get a little bit swept up in the excitement, David, because it is a world-class facility. It, it is, and that's what's been so fantastic about this year's yearling sales. It's been uh, all the participants at the sales have been really positive. Um, everyone who's been there, whether or not you're buying a horse, has had a fantastic day out. Uh, the, the crowds in Perth last weekend were incredible. Same down in Melbourne. So I'd hope that it would be the same in Sydney this weekend. And like you said, it, it's uh, another world seeing the, the Riverside Stabling Facility. It's just a beautiful setup, a magnificent hotel, and you, you can't help but have a good time. There's plenty of food and drink there, um, you know, air-conditioned comfort. So um, we'd, we'd love to see as many people there as we can this year. And just going back to the um, the people that can't get there to the sales, while we've got the online bidding, of course, um, you need to be able to get a good picture of the horses as well. So we've got our online guide, which has photos and video footage of all the horses on the APG website. And we've got our resident expert, John Coffey, who's happy to go and uh, inspect horses for anyone that can't come from interstate and, and give them a good idea as to you know what they're, what they're looking at. Yeah, there's certainly plenty of options and that online guide is a great way to get, if you're going on Sunday, maybe a bit of a head start on your research or if you can't make it, you can uh, see the horse up close and personal from that perspective. We'll let you go shortly, David, but how does the process now work over the next few days? When will horses be available for inspection? What time does the sale kick off on Sunday? And I believe there's a parade on Friday night as well. That's right. The majority of the horses will be coming in on the Friday morning to the stables. Um, probably by lunchtime, most of them will be ready for inspection. So it's a great opportunity to come out on the Friday afternoon, um, inspect as many horses as you can. But then we've got a, 
a complimentary barbecue and drinks from 6pm on the Friday night and then New South Wales Breeders Association. We're really grateful for their support and they're putting on a yearling parade at 7pm and you'll be able to see all the horses walk around um, but from the vendors that are wishing to parade and you, you might just find a couple that catch your eye that you might not have otherwise picked out. So it's a really good opportunity for people um, and we're just so fortunate to have the support of, of all the leading vendors in New South Wales. We've got Success Stud, we've got Matt Day, Reby Farm, Uribe Celestial Standard Breads, Rainbow Farms, um, Jessica Francis, Jake Stockton, Dennis Howe, Scott Robertson, like the list goes on. It really is the who's who of breeding in New South Wales. And I think that that's um, what's so encouraging for the buyers is they know that um, there's just some really high quality stock there this weekend, which is, is going to go on and do great things. And all of the major size are represented as well. You've got betters, captain, treacherous, they're all there. And in terms of, I guess, relevant families, I was just having a quick look through uh, the sales online guide last night, actually. And Small Tees goes around as one of the favourites in the Sapling Stakes on Saturday night at Menangle, one of the first, well, the first feature race for Colts and Geldings in New South Wales this year. And I believe is full brothers heading through the ring. So that could be a pretty important pedigree update for that one. But across the board, uh, there really does seem to be a horse for every budget. That's right. And, and you're right about the firepower. Like probably if you look through this year's sales um, series, in terms of firepower, Sydney is clearly the top of the tree. We've got double-digit entries from uh, all, you know, Captain Treacherous, American Ideal, Art Major, um, Huntsville, who's the new kid on the block who's been selling sensationally. And then we've got a real good selection of Vincent, Sweet Lou's, Better's Delight. So, so the firepower's there. Um, the pedigrees are there, like you said, with small tees. We've got the you know, top three in the market for the derby. I think we've got six derby runners in total. We've got the top three in the market for the, for the two-year-old race. So it shows the success that comes out of the APG sales. And then, of course, Antonia won the, the Oaks last week. And we've got... Um, uh, half relation to Antonia in the sale as well. So I think uh, there'll be plenty of interest in a lot of horses. Yeah, here's hoping. Appreciate your time this morning, David. Best of luck on the weekend. And here's hoping that it can wrap up sales season uh, with a really good result. Appreciate the time. Thanks for that, Brittany. See you on the weekend. Yeah, we'll be there with bells on on Sunday at the Riverside Stables there for the final APG yearling sale for this year at Sydney and it's sure to be uh, hotly contested if the recent results are anything to go by. And if you're wanting to get involved in a harness racing, maybe you haven't in the past or standard bred ownership, there's plenty of opportunity there on Sunday. All the major players, all the major trainers will uh, be there on course. Maybe head up and have a chat to one of them and see if you can get involved with one of their purchases because there is no better fun than being involved in harness racing. I can preach for that one. That's on the pace for this Wednesday. Tomorrow morning, we'll get really stuck into the weekend's racing action from Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Uh, just note tonight on Sky Racing 2 at 7pm, there will be a Miracle Mile preview show if you wanted to tune in to that one. And as David Watson alluded to with Mick Gearan on Monday morning, make sure you contact Club Menangle if you're wanting to head along and book into some hospitality for this Saturday night because it's selling out super quickly and you don't want to miss out there. We'll chat to you tomorrow morning. Same place, same time for On The Pace.